the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Love First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. Afraid of the ball weevils. Ball weevils. Well, Patina Stranger, how's your corn coming? Been planting them. Afraid of the drought. He said, well, what about your potatoes? Ain't, ain't planting on. Scared of them bugs. But what did you plant, the stranger said? Nothing. I'm playing it safe. We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousins. God is doing delve into my series I started last Sunday, The Blessed Life. Last week, we focused on two key aspects of the blessed life. Number one, God said for us to be fruitful and multiply. Look at the name, say, be fruitful and multiply. Uh, That's God's will for us. We're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. And number two, we don't own anything. Oh, look at the same neighbor. I know you got the title, but that title, oh, it's not take, not going anywhere with you. Uh-huh. That, that car can't fit in the hearse. That house is not going to be in that hearse. It ain't going with you. It's going to stay right here, and somebody else is going to be in that house, whether you like it or not. So when you get the revelation, understand that all I own belongs to God. I'm just a steward. I'm passing through. I'm going to hold on with it for a season. And then, praise God, I'm letting it go. Psalms 24 and 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and its fullness of it, the world and all those who dwell in it. Everyone say, I belong to God. Okay, now Psalms 50. Psalms 50 says this, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains, and everything that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I wouldn't even tell you. For the world and all that it contains are mine. Haggai 2.8 says this, The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. Once you get this revelation, it will change your concept. So therefore, you won't struggle with certain things because if it's not yours, you treat it differently. I'm a steward. I'm a manager of what God has given me. Now, look at this. The only way to be fruitful is to be faithful. Faithfulness produces fruitfulness. If you want to be fruitful, you have to be faithful. Uh, If you want to grow a tree, you got to water that thing, and you got to fertilize it to be fruitful. So oftentimes, people are trying to be fruitful without being faithful. Today, as we delve into part two, the blessed life, part two, he gives seed to the sower. I call this 
the secret sauce. He gives seed to the soul. You know how KFC got, uh, was it, 13 herbs and spices? Whatever y'all talking talk about, man. Praise God. <laughs> so part two, he gives seed to the sower. Someone studied uh, uh, Jesus' parables. There's 38 parables in the Bible from Jesus. 16 other parables deal with money and possessions. Further noted, 500 verses in the Bible deal with prayer. Less than 500 deal with faith. But there's 2,000 verses dealing with possessions and money. People often ask, why? Here it is, Matthew 6:21. For where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, and that which your life centers will be. So the reason why God deals with this issue, because your treasure is an indicator of your heart. Where you put your things is where you value. On yesterday, my wife was showing me uh, some news reports. I don't know if it's news, but you know them, them articles about people's lives. So A-Rod has uh, officially uh, whatever with J-Lo. It, it's so confusing. Every, every, anyway, let me leave that alone. So he proposed to the lady, and he, he, he got a huge ring. Everyone say, uh, that ring is a down payment. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a house, a down payment, a car. I mean, it's a, anyway. But his gift was a reflection of his heart. So when we give, what we give to is a reflection of how we feel about something. If you have kids and your kids cost you thousands of dollars per year, raise your hand if I'm talking to you. Your kids cost you thousands of dollars per year. Some of y'all per month, Lord Jesus. My kids in college, Lord Jesus, they cost you. But you pay it because it's a reflection of your heart. So what you sow into is a reflection of what you love. So you cannot love and not give. Because what you love, you eventually will give to. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Today, as we delve into the Word, we're going to teach from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to go through verses 6 through 17. I read this story this week. There was a, a poor Georgia farmer standing in front of a tumble shack. A stranger stopped by for a drink of water. Wanting to strike up a conversation with the stranger, he says, how's your cotton coming along? Ain't got none, replied the farmer. Didn't plant any, asked the stranger. Nope, was the reply. Afraid of them ball weevils. It's ball weevils, okay. Well, Continue, stranger. How's your corn coming? Didn't plant none. Afraid of the drought. He said, well, what about your potatoes? Ain't, ain't plant none. Scared of them bugs. Well, what did you plant? The stranger said, nothing. I'm playing it safe. Hebrews eleven six says this. For it is impossible to please God without faith. So many believers are playing it safe. Well, last time I checked, nothing times nothing equals what? You will reap what you sow. Maintaining in God's kingdom is not enough. He said to be fruitful and multiply. Second Corinthians, here we go. 
chapter 9, verse 6. It starts with this. Now remember this. Everyone say, neighbor. The Bible says, remember this. I'm going to do a quick teaching. When the Bible says, remember this, it's an indicator that you need to remember this. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's talking to you. The Bible says, remember this. Now, if the Bible says, remember this, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, remember this. <laughs> he who sows sparingly will also reap what? Sparingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to others will also reap generously and be blessed. Now, why is Paul telling us to remember this? Well, I, I thought about my family and my kids. Uh, uh, raise your hand if you have any selfish children. Raise your hand. If you don't have any yet, when they come out, they're going to be all about themselves. And what, what, how about this? You don't have to train them to be selfish. It comes so what he's saying is, he's saying, remember that I'm going to have to teach you how to share because it doesn't come. So when he's saying, remember this, it's like your kids. You could have 200 Legos. A little kid comes to your house. Your child is not even paying any attention to that Lego. And that child go over there and touch the Lego that nobody playing with. And your child will run over, mine! Anybody had that experience? Mine! You buy them a whole pack of Oreos. You ask your child, you spent your money, you bought the Oreo, and you ask your, your child for one Oreo. Dad, you could buy your own. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> I asked my child for one chicken nugget. It's a six-piece. I just asked for one nugget. The brother had a compulsion. He, he started, sh uh, uh. <laughs> Anybody got these kids? You, you, you bought them everything, and you just asked for. Now, now you know how God feels when he gives you everything. And ask you, can you give me some? <laughs> what, what you mean? Oh, you didn't think I was going to come back talk to you, did you? You weren't ready for it to come back to you. So God is saying, remember this. How we give is how we receive. I was home last night, and uh, it was thinned. For yourself, Saturday. Pastor, what that mean? You better figure it out. Come on, y'all. If you ain't got one of them days in your, you better have a fend for yourself day in the house. I don't know. You better. So, Charmaine had made herself some avocado shrimp something. And so, she had made it, put it in the fridge. So, I saw her at the table eating her stuff. She good. Jomo made two beef patties and some pizza bagels. He good. Jemiah, she have some of the bagels. She good. I see Josiah over there in a stupor. So 
so I left the room because I ain't even finished. I'm not dealing with that. You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know that you can hear our current series and many others by logging on to our website at freshwindradio.com. For your gift today of any amount, Dr. Cousins would love to send you his current teaching series entitled How to Hear God. This nine-part series unlocks the secrets to experiencing God's voice in fresh new ways, and it can be yours today. Simply log on to our website at freshwindradio.com and click the Donate tab. All of us at Freshwind want to thank you for continuing to give to this listener-supported radio broadcast. Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, Please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. So I go in the room and I'm, I'm working on the Lord's work, trying to get a message for you today. And this little Hebrew comes in. Uh, Dad, uh, can you go to Subway? No, it's fend for yourself Saturday. But I'm trying to work on my relationship. Because, you know, he tell mommy that daddy always say no. And I heard her say, go ask your father. <laughs> Everyone say set up. That's a set up, straight set up. Because she's like, you know, you need to be, have a better relationship with Joseph. You need to have a better relationship. You know, you always say, you know. So I said, I said, okay, now, now I'm trying to reconcile myself. The principality of it is no. But am I going to lose with her and win with decisions? So I said, you know what? He asked. Okay. I said, come on, let's go. So I went out front. I said, Jomo, did you want Subway? No, I'm good. Charmaine, I'm good. I'm eating moxie. Okay, everybody good. I said, nobody made me nothing, but you know, it's all, all good. You know what I'm saying? It's fend for yourself Saturday. So we got in the car, got the subway. He says, uh, this is what I want. Go get it. I said, n- n- no, boy. I'm pushed. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already going. You know what I'm saying? You've already take, took me, you know, this is past, you know, because, you know, Jomo want to give you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They shut up, you know. That's the real me, but I'm trying to stretch myself. <laughs> I'm trying to stretch myself to be, to be more accommodating. I said, you know, I rationalized with myself. It's an electric car, so it didn't cost me no gas. You know how you try to talk to yourself to try to make him sound better to yourself? I said, I said, Josiah, 
uh, you're going to get out the car, and you're going to order your food. But why that? Son. But we get in the subway, and I sat down. I said, he'll take care of his own business. Because I'm trying to teach him something. Because, you know, he, uh, <clears throat> so he doesn't order six inch, which he's supposed to eat. Give me a foot long. And they look, <laughs> they look over at me, y'all. <laughs> oh, glory. Them jokers right there. Oh. Now, before we left, his mother had just made a, a, a batch of chocolate chip cookies. Just left. So he gets to the end of the line and says, you want anything else, sir? I want some cookies, too. Josiah, what you told me to order? I said, your mama, made, she just made you fresh chocolate chip. I don't want them. I want Subway double chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> you know, you want to pick a child up and just. <laughs> I said, you know, this, here's my card. Thank you. Let's get in the car. And I, I, I was confounded. I, I want to choke him. Now, some of y'all don't even want to choke y'all kids. Sometimes, sometimes they just need a good choking. I'm not saying you let them breathe again, but you should want them to have an understanding that I will. I, I brought you in this world. Sometimes you just want to have a common understanding. Anyway, but I, 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 I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But it, it, it went through my mind. And, and, and Holy Spirit dealt with me in the car, y'all. I'm driving back. And Holy Spirit said, Jomo, one day, you're going to ask him to go get you some Subway. <laughs> and you might be in a rocking chair and say, son, can you get me a six-inch? No! Uh, see, see that? And God's God said, Jomo, remember? Everyone said, you reap what you sow. And I just smile. I say, you know what, Josiah? You good, dog. Because Holy Spirit said, Jomo, be careful. Because one day, he's going to be helping you. Look at your neighbor, neighbor, you reap what you sow. One day you're going to want somebody to get you some food. Mm-hmm. So understand, so the principle is you reap what you sow. Also, you will reap in the kind of what you sow. My wife, she just bought, I said avocado, that's her new thing. So she bought two avocado trees. And the reason why she bought the avocado tree is she want to have what? So if I wanted watermelon, what I got to sow? If I want an orange, what I got to sow? So why you struggle with money? If you want love, you have to give. If you want peace, you got to give. This ain't deep. It's only in church where your math don't work. You go to Walmart, you know what 10% off is, and you're like, that ain't enough. Your math work at the movie theater, when you pay $100 for two movies, math work everywhere but your, uh, uh. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you tell them the truth. Oh, yeah, you tell them the truth. You get, you get lost. What that mean? It doesn't mean what it said, the same thing it said before. Mm-hmm, praise the Lord. Now, let me be clear. We don't give more to get more. I give more because I got more. I'm going to say it again. I'm not giving more because I get more. That is a principle. That's true. 
but I give more because I got more. I got salvation. I got peace. I got joy. He already laid his life down for me. He's not going to do it again. I already got it. So when you get, get the motivation out of I'm trying to give to get. No, since I give, he allows me to give. Make sure your heart is in the right place when you give. Because it's a heart condition. Proverbs 11.24 says this. There is one who gives gen- who generously scatters abroad, yet increases all the more, multiplies. And there's one who withholds what is justly due, but results only in want and poverty. The generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched. And he who waters will himself be watered, reaping the generosity he has sown. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. Let each one give thoughtfully. And with purpose, just as he's decided in his where? Not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. The first thing, benefit of being a giver, God loves it. Ooh, ooh. And whatever God loves, he blesses. It says God loves a cheerful giver. Meaning, you should not give grudgingly. Oh, here. No, I give because I love. And since I love, I give. Look what the message, the message Bible says this. I love this. I want each of you to take plenty of time and think it over. Make up your own mind what you will give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in his giving. Believers, we all got to make a decision. Oh, glory. Adrian Rogers said this. A faith that has not reached your wallet probably hasn't reached your heart. Glory to God. It's real because what you love, you give to. Exodus 25 and 2 says this. Tell the children of Israel to take an offering for me. For every man whose heart moves him to give willingly. You shall take an offering. Everyone say you give from the heart. Ah, glory to God. Now, let me deal with something. Often people wrestle with tithing. Okay, let me deal with it. You don't have to tithe. You don't have to give anything. We are under the new covenant. The old covenant says you have to give 10%. The new covenant says I want you to be a willing, cheerful voluntary, and sacrificial giver. The, what is the pastor, what should I give? I already told you. You reap what you sow. If you want to receive much, you give much. If you want to receive little, you give. He already got the system in place. Now the decision is on. That's why he says, each of you, make up in your own mind what you want to do. Now, some people say, Pastor, you tell me not to give. No, I'm telling you to make a decision. Why? If someone forced you to do something, is that love? If you're forced to do it, that's not love. Love says, I love you enough that I give to you because I love you. But if I have to force you to do it, that's not love. And we serve a God of love. So the more you love, the more you give. Because I love them. 
Now, Pastor, what do you mean? How much do you give to your kids? It seems like there's unlimited resources because you what? Love them. That's your heart. So we have to make up in your mind, Lord, I love you. I trust you. Because what I realize is everything I have belongs to you. And once you get that revelation, it changes everything. My son, my older one, I got in his car and I drove off. And he, I said, son, you know, I took your car. He said, well, I realize I don't make no payments. I don't pay the car insurance. I don't put the gas in it. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website, at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.